This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And you have queued up an absolutely fascinating topic for us to talk about today. (laughs) I'm very much looking forward to this one. And it's one of those ones that's just a single word, but it's loaded. Loaded. It is packed with possibility. And the word (laughs) is perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as I often like to do, I will start by saying, what do you mean by that? (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, it's... it can mean a lot of things, but it just—it's just how you look at it, you mm-hmm. know. You have well, that's what it means. You, yeah, it's how you look at it. You know, and let me—an example popped into my head. It was so mm, many, many more years ago than I want to talk about. But um, I, when I was in a Baptist church, like another lifetime ago, um, you had to do trial sermons, and you had to go before the congregation, even to for them to decide whether you were, you know, trial sermon material, all the rest of that stuff. And so the pastor had um, created, you know, the, the service that night. And it was really special, 7 o'clock at night. And all the people who were called to ministry to preach were to be there and, you know, give an account for yourself and all of that. So it was three women. And, um, you know, we were excited, nervous, whatever. But I figured, listen, fine, let's just go. And we had no idea what was going to happen. Okay, so we got there. The pastor decided that right there he was going to announce that no more women, there would be no women in the pulpit. God had shown him how women weren't supposed to be there and blah, blah, blah. And there was two women already ordained that had been there for a while. He excused them never to uh, sit there again. And we're sitting there like shocked. You know, what is this? And I was just praying to be able to get out of the church. It was a long, long aisle, big church. Get out of here without anybody seeing these tears in my eyes, because I just, you know, it was just an awful experience. And I got outside, and I looked at the sign. And I mean, I was so upset, and I, and I just looked at the sign. And I won't say where it is, because somebody's going to know. But uh, I looked up there, and the sign was, you know, the two cross streets. And I thought to myself, why are you so upset? Who the hell ever heard of this street and the other street? And who ever heard of this church? This is not your world. This is not the end of it. You know, I just was so, this was it. And it was just perspective. It was mm-hmm. once I kind of got a perspective, a, a more realistic perspective, 
yes, I was rejected, but who's ever going to notice unless I tell them, right? Right. You know, go somewhere else. And that was, that was, yeah. Yeah. And what that different perspective on the experience and, and the events means is the way that you had been looking at it before. And yeah. first of all, it's really rude for him to decide that women are not going to be allowed to be, to, to, to preach at his church after he's invited you to preach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is, that is one of the rudest things that you can do is uninvite somebody. And it's mm-hmm. really rude if you un- uninvite them after they've showed up. After they like show- we're, we're not canceling the event. We're just canceling you. you. That's, that's really mean. And if that was going to happen, to you sometime during your career at that particular Baptist church, better that it happened your first night than after you'd been there for a while and invested yeah. yourself even more than you had. It, you know, we, yeah. th- we, we think, oh, he could have told us a week or two earlier and then, or a year or two earlier, like <laughs> and then, and, and, <laughs> shown his cards a little bit and, you know, to not have to do that. But yeah, the other perspective is if I don't fit here, let me know. Yes. Let, yeah. me, let me know so I can go. All all of those things, you know, but I think what I'm feeling now, since then, I never will ever forget that. And I reflect on that when I think about changing my perspective or seeing things in a different way. You don't think always that you need to look at things in a couple of different ways, even before you get there. You know, it's like crossing the street. Look to this way, that way, and ahead of you because you don't know how what cars are going to be coming. I think sometimes maybe we go through life and don't think that we have to look both ways before we cross. Right. Um, yeah. And there are assumptions. No, I'll be fine. Yeah. And we are right up until we're not. Yeah. And <laughs> ill-prepared for the, <laughs> ill-prepared for the not. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I use that as a touch point and other things that I've shared with you over time about where I've had to change my perspective. And it's not just one thing. It's just how you, it's a good thing to have in your pocket that you always pull on that perspective card, especially when things don't go your way. Let me see how I can see this in mm-hmm. a different light. And, and sometimes it's better. It's not just to appease yourself, but sometimes it's a better way of seeing the truth of what is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you actually, as we were talking about the uh, perspective and the perspective episode, um, you've come across the notion of looking at things differently Mm-hmm. in a lot of places in your um, studies of new thought. Mm-hmm. And you quoted a few of them and you made me immediately think of a few more. So, uh, and I think one of the examples you gave was Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said, change your thinking, change your life. Yes. Which was also said by Ernest Holmes, but earlier. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a hallmark of Wayne Dyer's work is he said really, really profound things and wasn't necessarily the first person to say them. Mm-hmm but he said them clearly with a large audience and in ways that were easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one who did that was uh, Emma Curtis Hopkins. Her ministry was called the high watch and her whole thing was to look from that higher perspective. Yes. If we are at ground level, looking around at the stuff that's going on at ground level, then we are in judgment and we are immersed in it and we can be controlled by the activities and the elements. And if we elevate our awareness, our perspective, so we're looking at it from, from that divine perspective, if we take the God view of what's going on, 
the bigger picture, the longer time frame, everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes. And of course, Emma taught lots of people, including Dr. Holmes, who taught Wayne Dyer. And I'm sure he read some of Emma's stuff as well. She's kind of like the uh, patient zero of new thought ideas. <laughs> Do you know one thing I, that I really love about new thought and just the studies in general? There really isn't anything new under the sun. The Bible says that. It's one person says it and then, you know, decades later, somebody else says it in a better way or in a way that is more comprehensible to our current, you know, contemporary time. But it's just all, not all the same, but it's like, it's nothing wow after a while. It's like, learn, here it is. Now, however you want to articulate it, that's fine. But it is what it is. It's perspective. Right. And, you know, there's probably at least two or three dozen other people that we could quote that say it the same way. And that fascinates me because, yeah. you know, I'm a peel back the onion person, the peel back the layers. I'm going to go back and see who said it, who said it, who said it, where did this originate? And the fascinating thing is to find that it, you probably never get back to where it actually really originated, but that's so the truth of it is still there. It's like a line that goes throughout time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's to me fascinating. And the interesting, the, the fundamental notion that new thought is new, it is not new thought is a, a technique and a process that's been around forever. The new thought is not that the teaching is new. The new thought is that we are able to have a new thought and that, invites a new experience. It is new thought is about having a, a different engagement with the creative process that creates everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes back and every, lots of religions have been saying the same thing, you know, as you believe, so it shall be done. And, um, you know, that we, if we, when we turn our attention to God, then all good is given to us. And we can't find out who said these things first because the first people who said them didn't have written language to write them down. Right. Right. You know, so, th- th- yeah, the things that we learn in all of our metaphysical studies basically boil down to stuff that we knew before we started kindergarten mm-hmm. and had been um, domesticated uh, or trained out of us. And we get back to those fundamental truths. It's like, oh, OK, like I can play in the sandbox with the other kids. It doesn't have to be a competition. It doesn't have to be organized. It can just be love unfolding in some way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, banging a stick on a the bottom of a bucket can just, that can be gleeful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't have to mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the, for me, that's the beauty of it, you know, because it takes, it erases the lines of separation. And if it doesn't make us come together and see our oneness as much as we should or uh, should I know that's not a cool word, but it's it's delightful to me that it is the truth mm-hmm. of it. You know, I like I'm I I love reading Hinduism and things like you know how that religion interprets things, and and I think oh that's the same thing as New Thought or that's mm-hmm. the same thing as this, and it's just. Um, I don't know why we don't take time to see that. 
because it would just erase a whole lot of anger and all the separation between us. You know, you, you just, you'd have to smile that, for instance, I, I was reading something about sadhana and I was, you know, trying to understand it. And I said, spiritual practices. Well, that's what we did here. That's what we did there. It's a, you know, it's not new. So why are we separating? You know, of course there's language and, you know, someone lives in this part of the world, someone is in that part of the world. But when you really get the proper perspective on it, it's like we're all saying the same thing and we're all committed to the same thing. If you take Emma Hopkins' perspective, take the high road on it, you know, all of this division, that's that stuff we made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so every Sunday morning at New Thought Philadelphia, we do a um, uh, a ritual where we light candles for yeah. nine different religions, different yeah. spiritual traditions, because yeah. they all bring something. Mm-hmm. And uh, our our friend Gene Sweet wrote this decades ago, and I got it from a mutual friend, and we picked it up and have been doing it weekly at New Thought Philadelphia, and it's just an anchor point for us as a reminder that all the religions have something very valuable to offer. Uh, Later this summer, I'm going to the Parliament of World Religions. So 10,000 of my closest friends getting together in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) And it's from all sorts of religions. It's the the people from a spiritual tradition who are okay going and showing off and encountering and getting to understand people from different spiritual traditions and religions. And it is a wonderful and inspiring thing because nobody has the market cornered on everything. Mm-hmm. There are some people who do stuff in their own way and bring a spin and a perspective to it that is completely refreshing and different. And by being in that space where it's it's going to be a parliament of world religions, the folks who think that if you don't do it my way, you're going to hell probably won't be there because it would just be too annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that would just implode there's no way you could you could do that but you know it's it's when when you are in an environment like that it's refreshing and it's just really nice you know i am in situations not ten thousand people because you know i don't even think i know ten thousand people (laughs) i I have not met these ten thousand people all before i i know a handful of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, just, you know, that's with me like a handful. And sometimes people will say things that are new to me and I might not get it right away, but I don't reject it. I just think, well, I'm not getting this right now. And I, I'm, I'm a big note taker. Right? If I can't get that phone out, I'll write myself a note and Google it or whatever I need to do to try to get a perspective and try to get an understanding of what it is. Because I always say it's not nothing. It's something. Mm-hmm. And just because I haven't heard of it doesn't mean it's it doesn't have value. Let me let me try to figure this out. And it's not that I figure out everything. It's I would be, you know, vain to say that. But you know, I got a little list over here, some things that I'm not quite sure of, but it's okay because <laughs> so because other people who who are committed to it are sure of it. And right. you know, and, and that's cool because listen. I made a statement to somebody, or rather they shot it back at me. They said that, so to you, all reads, all roads lead to God. Now, you know from the tone of my voice that that's a, a negative, right? 
And I wasn't sure how to answer the question. So I just said, well, yeah. (laughs) 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 They haven't spoken to me since. (laughs) They haven't spoken to me since. And I thought, okay, well, you know, too bad on you. They wanted you to argue with that? Yeah, they were. It was a put down. You know, you could hear it. Like, oh, so you think? Yeah, well, yeah. So they would really not like talking to me. I said, no, they they don't lead to God. All roads are God. The people who are on them are God, and it's like there's there's no separation. There's 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 no other material to work with. It's all God. Well, see, that's why you're going to this thing with 10,000 people, <laughs> right? Because you'll take time to explain it. I'm not, all right? Yeah, that's what I believe. Well, then the next thing is an argument to me why I shouldn't and what's wrong with me. And, you know, you're going to, listen, I don't need all that, okay? You're happy where you are, that's fine. Mm. I stand in a bigger place. Hope you get there. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break and then continue talking about perspective from the perspective at the other side of the break. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All the information is at BeTheLight.com. That's B-The-Light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at BeTheLight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're talking about perspective, and it's been great. Yeah. And the visual that I love to use for perspective is if you can imagine yourself standing out in nature, you know, and it could be the woods or it could be the park, you know, where there's some grass over here and some trees over there, and you're completely alone. You're completely by yourself. You look around and there's nobody else there. And it's lovely and peaceful in the park. And then you walk 10 feet in any direction and you can see that there are bunches of people behind every last one of those trees that you couldn't see. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly the park is pretty crowded. (laughs) (laughs) And the interesting part is that the park didn't change. And the people were always there. Mm -hmm. And it is by shifting our position, by shifting our point of view, that we're able to see that there's something different going on than whatever it was we assumed before. How's that for packed with metaphysical meaning? Packed. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 uh, challenging to think about it. How many times we are faced with the opportunity to change our perspective? 
uh, maybe not even realize that we're at that place of choice. But think about how many times we do, we, we're frustrated, could change your perspective. Confused, change your perspective. Angry, change your perspective. And it's, it's just right there, you know? So I don't know, like make yourself a note card or put it on the cell phone on the, you know, what is the home screen mm-hmm. and, until you get used to doing it. Cause it, it matters. You know, you can look at another perspective. If you don't like it, you can change back. Yep. You know, just, yep. And the, the, the biggest impetus for our growth is being uncomfortable or becoming uncomfortable with where we are or where we've been. Yeah. And the, that, that key step when we're creating a practical prayer, it's before we even get to the prayer. Um, and my friend Robert D. McDonald has a series of questions that he likes to, to ask. The first question is, are you happy with the experience of life that you're having now? It's a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. And if you say yes, then you're dismissed. You're done. <laughs> okay, go be happy. If the answer is no, then question number two is, what experience do you want to be having instead? And that's the pivot. Mm-hmm. When we stop looking at the problem and the thing that we want to not have and open ourselves up to what we do want to have, not giving any power or attention yet to how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Just what do I want to be experiencing instead? And not what do I want them to be doing necessarily, but what do I want to be experiencing? What's the experience of life I want to have instead? And that's the pivot. And once we understand that, then we have opened the way for being able to invite in a new experience or the feeling of having been successful or loved or connected or communicated with or whatever it is that was a problem before. The challenge that so many people have is if your perspective is just to focus on the problem, then what you're going to do is amplify and invite in more of the problem Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, (laughs) widescreen filling up, you know, the 360 all around you. You need to be able to look at something different. What do we want to have instead? Follow Emma Curtis Hopkins and instructions and look at that from the higher perspective, take the high watch and then what's possible. And you use the word pivot and I'm sure you've used it before, but I'm just, I was holding on to that, that point because what is it that makes it so difficult to make that pivot, that change? And it sounds simple. It really does. Just take the high road, just look at it from a different way. Then you do battle with your, your subconscious and your, you know, your belief system and all of that. And yeah, that's, it, it makes the pivot not so easy. But I think if you just know that that's what's going on, that it's going to be a challenge maybe to change, um, you know, like a, a minute or two ahead of time. Yeah. You, you can sort of do it. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we're not, you know, Einstein said you can't solve a problem at the same level of energy that created the problem. The yeah. same thing. You got to mm-hmm. pivot. You got to look at it from a different perspective. You got to, you got to elevate that thinking. You got to bring the energy to a higher level because that's what makes that allows space for something different to happen. You know, if I got somebody, if I want my coworkers is an idiot and all I want to do is talk about the idiot coworker, then they become the story of my life. Mm. And if that's not what I want to have happen, then I get to say, well, what do I want to have instead of this story about the, the um, uh, unpleasant coworker or unhappy coworker experience? I want to, 
do I want a different coworker? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I get another coworker. They're worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've certainly seen that happen. Um, you know, maybe I want to get a different job, but I could get planted into another job, which would give me the same problem again. What I really want to have is a harmonious relationship with my coworkers. And as soon as I pivot away from there's something wrong with my coworker to I, I am intending and choosing and inviting to have a pleasant, uplifting, mutually respectful, enjoyable um, relationship with my coworker opens up a world of possibilities. Mm-hmm. There's a, a woman who I was in actually the practitioner class with, and uh, she was a, a teacher in the public schools. And there was another teacher in the school where she was teaching who she referred to as her nemesis. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them just did not agree on anything. And through the two years of practitioner training, we would periodically hear stories about her nemesis and the relationship with her nemesis. And by the time we got to the end of it, they both knew the relationship they had with each other. And they were both very much more comfortable with it. It's like, okay, we're not going to agree on that stuff and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So we can just start a conversation knowing that we're not going to agree. And I don't have to put any energy into the fact that this other person is disagreeing with me. That's Mm -hmm. just, they're bringing that to the relationship. And the ideas didn't change, but the energy changed uh, completely. Yeah. We don't have to agree. And I I think that's important too, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have to. It, to me, it's no win. There is no win in this. I think what I think, you think what you think, and we can have an intelligent discourse about it. And during such time, one or both of us may change a whole lot or a little bit, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I just don't like to. I keep in mind, don't wound anybody, don't hurt them. So if I see that coming, I'll really I'll back off. Yep. Because it's not not worth it. You know. We as as we used to say on the other side of the street, <laughs> I don't have a heaven to put you in or a hell to <laughs> or a hell to send you to. So, you know, <laughs> think what you want to think. <laughs> yeah. And when we disagree with somebody, um, we don't have to make them wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they invite us or insist that we make them right, we don't have to do that either. Like, no, you have your opinion. I have my opinion. I do not agree with your opinion. I, I, if that opinion were mine, I would, I would change it immediately. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you're not going to do that. And you've prov- proven so far that you're not going to do that. And if you want to engage, then I'm going to do everything that I can to point out the, uh, the inaccuracy of the position that you have. But I'm not going to be attached to it. Yeah. yeah. It will be an exercise rather than uh, a, a fight. I don't, I don't, um, yeah. I mean, you got to have some energy to do that or energy for that. Mm-hmm. And um, I protect my peace so, so I'm so guarded about it. If you don't want to, I'm not going to go into the conversation, but so far with you. Because if you're, you're locked in and you like it that way, stay there. And if you have a question, you probably you found me this time, you know where to, where to find me. Again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not going to spend too much more time talking about your uh, erroneous position, and you're not going to convince me. Mm-mm. I was at an <laughs> I was at an event on Friday night, and um, a woman came up to me afterwards to tell me how she follows me on 
every post that I ever put up. And she was just going to town. And I'm looking at her thinking, who are you? (laughs) So she was going, right? And I'm thinking, now, how do I respond to her without dismissing her? Because I didn't want to dismiss her. It just it it was something foreign to me, you know, like I I don't think about who's reading and all that fellowship business. It's nice. And I need, probably need to think about it more, but it just came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm standing out his spirit, you know, give me something to say, give me something to say, because pretty soon she's going to stop talking and I'm going to have to say something. And I looked at her while she was talking and I actually did recognize her from her, from, you know, when people do something on a post, you see their their profile picture. Mm. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I see you. I do see you. And I wasn't lying. I really, Mm. at that moment, realized who she was. And I said, I see you. And she just kind of lit up. And (laughs) (laughs) she didn't tell me whether she agreed or disagreed. Some people just like to hear your thoughts. They like the way Mm -hmm. your brain works. So you can't get all egotistic about followership. You know, people follow you for a lot of reasons. And they'll follow you and then deny you in public. So, yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> They're using the stuff that you say as ammunition. Yeah, you, just, you can't get hung up on that. What um, Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, he said, don't believe anything, right? Don't believe. Don't the, take it personally. Don't Do not take, take it personally. The, the compliments or the, you know, the insults, just like, let it go. So, anyway, that was. Uh, that helped me from another perspective. You probably need to pay attention to people a little bit more, but I just like, I'm so intent upon, I'm not arguing with you. It's, it does it because it's no win. You like the way you think, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pretty easy in a conversation to, to determine if somebody um, wants to win or they want to learn. Yeah. And, uh, and if somebody's looking to to get some insight and to put the pieces together, not that I'm necessarily teaching them something, but if they're, Look, they're asking me a question. They want to hear what I have to say. Is that so they can refute it or is that so they can consider it? Mm-hmm. And so. You can, the, go ahead. You can, you can tell. And the way that we engage with people uh, changes based on what we understand that they're looking for from us. Exactly. You know, you have exactly. a conversation with somebody and you can, you can tell that while you're talking, all they're doing is figuring out what they're going to say next. It's like, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, does it? <laughs> it's, it's, like the, it's like all the adults in the Snoopy's cartoons. <laughs> you know, that's all you're hearing, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> and why are we having this conversation? I, and I've asked sometimes, you know, so why are we having, what's the point of this conversation? Because I just want to get in on, like, why are we doing this? And... That will tell you right then whether they can come and give you a, a, a reason. And sometimes the reason is to change my mind. That's not a good reason to have this conversation. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And you've given me an, an inspiration for a prayer. And we're going to take a break. And when we continue, we will do a practical prayer on everything resolving in clarity and harmony and uplift. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices 
all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We have been having a wonderful conversation about perspective. Yeah. And the different perspectives that we can have. And I love doing perspective because it reminds us that there's more than one way to look at something. Mm-hmm. So, and that also that 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 tees up a wonderful practical prayer that we can do together. So the prayer today is on having that perspective, happening, having that openness to know that whatever it is that's going on, whether it's a discussion with somebody or an argument or a disagreement or just two completely opposite notions about what could or did or should happen, that we can do the prayer knowing that it all resolves in clarity, harmony, and love. And we invite in that new perspective and allow everything else to go away. And then the infinite creative power that creates everything can create that newness for us. When we let go of our attachment to having it work the way that we insist that it ought to work, then we open up all manner of new possibilities. So let's pray by turning our attention away from the specifics of the circumstances, whatever it is that might have been challenging or brought us a sense of separation uh, or opposition. Turn away from that and open to the awareness of the one infinite creative power, the one that creates everything. We call it God. We call it nature. We call it the Big Bang, the happy coincidence. A friend of mine calls it George. It doesn't matter what we call it. It is that one which in the beginning of time was all there is and began sharing itself, creating everything in this manifest universe by sharing itself as its creation. Everything is this one taking its own particular form. And that everything includes me and each one listening and all of the people and activities and circumstances that have brought about this desire to get past the conflict or the disagreement or the misunderstanding. All of that stuff is in fact part of the one. And each of us is an expression of the one. We are that divine presence in our own particular and specific way. And all of the creative power that is available anywhere is available everywhere and is available right here and right now. So I know that right now in ways that perhaps surpass our understanding, to go beyond what we would normally be able to expect could happen. Something is going on now that brings this newness, this freshness, this love, this harmony, this clarity into our experience. There is no need to be better than someone else. There is no need for somebody else to be wrong so that we can be right. There is simply the opportunity for understanding, for love, for connection, for harmony, for clarity to unfold. It is certainly possible. We have experienced 
love and harmony and clarity before. We know that in whatever circumstance we're in, there's the possibility for it to resolve, to bring that newness about. So that's what I'm claiming now. That resolution is already underway. We let go of how it's happening and open ourselves up to the feeling of that harmony, of that goodness, of that clarity and connection, knowing that love is unfolding now. And the creative law that creates everything is already responding. It's creating this newness for and through and in and as us now. And there's nothing that stands in the way of it. There is no force that exists anywhere that's bigger than the one that creates everything. So knowing that, I know this goodness is already unfolding. This is already happening now. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the awareness. I'm grateful for the stories that we get to tell about this goodness. And I'm grateful to be able to speak this word of intention, of invitation, of opening, and release it into that creative law that creates everything, and to know without any question whatsoever, it is now creating this. This good is underway now. I accept it, I bless it, and I know it's so. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.